We are Lisa and Angie, and you are listening to another episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. If you are loving this podcast, we would be so darn grateful if you left us a rating and review on this podcast platform. You can also let us know that you're listening to our podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it on your socials. But remember to tag us. We are just so freaking happy that you are here. And now it's time to settle in with your favorite glass of bubbly and enjoy this week's pep talk. Cheers to you, Lisa. Cheers, Angie. Cheers to you, Lisa. Happy Sunday, my friend. Happy Sunday to you. Cheers. We have Prosecco, we have a new episode, and we have an amazing guest on the podcast today. We sure do. We are sitting down with Miriam Johnson. She is the new CEO of WESC, which is the Women's Entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan organization. She has been there since August of 2022. And uh, previous to that, she was actually the director of marketing and communications with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So some significant opportunities to be a leader here in our province. And uh, her resume is vast, but it's also obvious that she is passionate and dedicated to giving back to the community and helping this province flourish. So I don't know, There were so many pieces to this pep talk that had me just so inspired and really reflecting on a few things. How about you? Yeah, she really just reaffirmed for me the the power of self-awareness and the importance of being incredibly selective about who you surround yourself with. Yes. I don't know. I think it's time to turn it over to our interview with Miriam Johnson. Cheers to you, Lisa. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers, Miriam. Welcome to Pep Talks and Prosecco. We are so excited to have you joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. We just uh, poured our little champagne. This is lovely. Mm, And it tastes so good. Prosecco always tastes so good on a Sunday. Mm, mm, mm. It is so delicious. And you know what I love? I love that yours is pink. I feel like we should have done the upgrade for ourselves as well today, Lisa. Like it just, it suits you perfectly, Miriam. When it shows up on camera, nice too. Oh yeah, it does. It's beautiful. It really does. I didn't, I didn't get the pink Prosecco memo, but I will be here for it next episode for sure. Well, Miriam, we are absolutely delighted to have you joining us today for this episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. Uh, Of course, we did a little intro before uh, we hopped on here with you today, but uh, you are currently the, as you know, (laughs) you know this, but for our listeners, the Chief Executive Officer of WESC, which is the Women Entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan organization. And we hoped, like we do with all of our guests, we want wanted to invite you to share a little bit about yourself and your journey to becoming the CEO of WESC and a very influential and respected leader here in our province. Oh, well, I I am, you know, I'm, I'm 10 weeks 
in on the position. And to this day, I'm still just pinching myself that, that this is even happening, that, that, you know, title and even, you know, organization is now associated with me as a, as a leader. So I'm like, it's still just a, Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it has been a journey. It's been a, you know, nearly 20 year journey to get to, to this place. Um, you know, uh, I was born and raised in Wichita, Kansas, so nowhere near Saskatchewan really. And, uh, you know, met, met, met my love in, uh, Kansas. And then, uh, life took us all over from Kelowna to Cranbrook and then now in Regina for the last 10 years. Um, but, you know, part, would you like me to like really share like the, the working journey to get, to get me here? Cause we want it all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I always say that I was born and raised in, you know, uh, in marketing. Like I, that's what I went to school in. Um, you know, it's, I had, I, there was never a day, uh, that I wasn't part of a marketing team. Um, and, you know, from, you know, starting out in marketing agencies to, you know, having my own consultancy, like, so through my maternity leaves, you know, um, I would actually just consult for clients, um, instead of just, you know, actually being off, off, but I got to manage my own hours and it, and it felt, it felt really doable. Um, and for me, I really, like, I constantly like to, use my brain. So, um, you know, there was times, um, I really enjoyed being able to just continue to do and work with those select few that I kind of, you know, uh, through those times. Um, but marketing agency to digital agency to, you know, um, uh, more of a real estate management organization, Cranbrook to, uh, you know, moving to BC to Saskatchewan. So my entire career for nine years had been in BC, and I would say that that was like a really significant turning point for me because um, I left, I had to leave my consult, my, my consulting gig behind. I, you know, there was a lot at that time that I couldn't continue taking because media was different. The relationships were different. Like our times have changed in the last 10 years to the point where I probably could do it now. Uh, but at that point it was these, you know, the, the people that I managed, it was more of a face-to-face. It was less, you know, this virtual world, you know, now is so comfortable, but at that time it wasn't. And so I, I had to, you know, walk into this brand new province and in essence, you know, especially for myself, it just felt like I started from scratch, you know, and, you know, I did, I had no reputation. I had no connections. I had, you know, I moved here with my, at this point, my kids were, I had three children under the age of four. So my hands oh, wow. were full. Um, and yet I was, I've always been very driven. So I, I kind of thought, okay, this doesn't feel great. Um, but there's gotta be something people don't know me yet, but like, where are those opportunities to continue my, my career and not feel like I took a huge, you know, either step back or even lost, you know, the drive. So, um, I, you know, I feel so fortunate. I, I was able to gain a position with the government of Saskatchewan. So, you know, I reached out, I reached out to connections and, um, you know, cause I didn't know agencies. I didn't even know, I know, I knew no one really. So I just reached out to a handful of people and started to just try to build connections. Um, but then, you know, kind of saw this unique position with the government of Saskatchewan, which was ran the procurement for all Cre- like creative services uh, for the government of Saskatchewan. So I ran every agency of record competition while well, my, and so my, now all of a sudden, all of my past experience was weighted because now I got to use the experience for, you know, these, you know, for these competitions 
and very quickly learned every single, you know, supplier and, you know, they knew me too, you know, so within that maternity leave, it was, it was a very fast way that I got to, you know, anchor myself as now some, you know, um, and, and build those relationships that could have taken years and, you know, years. So I, I know how pivotal that, that one step was. Um, and, you know, it was a maternity leave. So obviously, you know, the person who, uh, whose position it was, they came back. It, this was a very small team too. It wasn't like a, let's build in a role. You know, it was like a, thank you so much. That was great. Now, what are you going to do next? So uh, <laughs> after that, I went to what is now the Saskatchewan Health Authority. And as a marketer, that is a unique, that's you don't always think, oh, really health. Um, but it was very, very different. Um, you know, this was now marketing in a very different way because we had to take something very complex with community-based health services or primary health care and try to, we were in a complete reorg um, of how those services are executed in community. So I now walked in as a marketing expert, but now looking at this very complex system, um, you know, assisted on trying to, you know, I, I kind of like to say that marketers take really complex things and can make them into some simple bite-sized piece. I mean, that's kind of sometimes the magic that, that, you know, I think a marketer can do. Um, and so that was really what I, you know, kind of offered to this team too. I worked, we worked with Conroy Ross at the time. Um, uh, so it was a facilitated, you know, transition. So for myself, I mean, I, you know, I came agency. Now I went into government and now I'm in this health uh, industry, which was night and day different and truly to this day, never anything, nothing that I've come close to, um, uh, you know, managing anything like, but then, um, this posting came up for director of marketing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I thought, Whew, well, that would, that would be a nice one. Um, and I immediately thought, well, I'm not a sports marketer. You know, I don't know, you know, I think that that is a theme a lot of people can fight is like, well, I don't, I'm not a sports marketer. Like, but at this point I had now built enough connections in the city that I started asking around um, and knew very, um, well, I, you know, I knew the people that ran their campaigns and managed their, you know, their marketing duties and, and supported them. So I kind of went and said, Hey, I saw this posting. I kind of have my eye on it. What do you think? I'm not a sports marketer. And the person just said, you're, you're perfect. Like put your name in. You're exactly what they need. They don't need a sports marketer. They need a general generalist. They need someone can, to, that can come in and take, you know, the blue sky, like this is where we want to go down to execution. So that's, it's your real house mirror. Like, put your name in. So I was like, okay. So he did. And, you know, six interviews and six weeks later, got the director of marketing job for the Saskatchewan Writers, which, you know, it was the absolute most incredible position, you know, for, for six seasons um, with, with the writers. So, um, you know, during that time, you know, you started, like, there was, there was a tremendous amount of even transition that happened in that point, you know, through that, through that role. One, um, you know, going in and seeing how that brand um, operates, how respected it is, um, and coming in and taking care of it. Like really you're protecting, you are now going, I had, uh, my job is to go in and find why and how the writers were what they were. Um, and then 
protected at all costs um, and find, you know, that it, it is already so significant that, you know, you're not going and being like, yeah, we're going to grow to this, this, this. Now you're going and saying, we can't mess this up. Um, we cannot mess this up. This is, this is special. This is unique. We, we aren't even, there are very few sports teams even like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So um, for myself, I think what made me love it even more though, was it was more than football. You know, I, I'm not from some long, you know, his, you know, historic, you know, football loving family even, or even myself, like, but going in and being able to see just how deep, you know, that brand, you know, uh, runs through the province, through Canada, through, you know, even North America. Um, and what, in the fact that what makes it so special has not a lot to do with the wins and losses on the, on the field, um, was, was really, really, really incredible. So, um, through those six seasons, you know, portfolio grew from, you know, just really the marketing side, which was specifically more paid advertisement, you know, the branding, the, you know, uh, identifying opportunities, inaugural season logo is a great example. Um, I, you know, bringing on the brand strength research, there was really no research before I came on. So it was a lot of assumptions running, you know, the, the decisions. And I kind of came in, I was like, no, <laughs> we can't, we can't make some of these decisions based on assumption. And so I got the green light to go and do one of the the first big provincial brand strength, you know, research programs to identify what, where are we? And do we have any problem as we move into the new stadium? Um, so then, uh, you know, after that, the portfolio grew to writer media included, which is the entire video production team, you know, the social media team. Um, and, you know, in my opinion, now, now you've start, you're getting part of that symphony together. Um, I, I used I used the the metaphor. I was like, um, uh, we had someone new come on, and I, you know, I said before it was like, you know, I, I was trying to be the orchestra, but I had, you know, what, you know, I had like a wind section, and then I had the garage band in the corner, and I was like going, it sounds really good, but could you go to this pace? Like, you know, just pay attention to what we're doing over here. So uh, that all got aligned and and then it continued to grow like that so it went from you know market into you know all you know touch points really then to even game day so um you know and, and community uh data you know you, you there were so many elements of the brand that you know I, I had the absolute pleasure of having oversight to but through that you start to rise even in your in your own leadership abilities and the club the club is a, is a, it's, it's a beast, you know, it's, and it is, there are so many, there are so many different aspects that go into, you know, running that organization. So you start to go in and, you know, I had the pleasure of starting to, you know, just gain, you know, higher positions where you really are now and you are operating this organization and you are now making the decisions for strategy for this, for that. And it's, um, I, I have loved the fact that marketing has always had its hands in kind of everything, uh, which I think is why it has suited me well now for the position that I now am in. Um, and, you know, I, I started thinking, you know, even through the writers going, okay, what is the next step? You know, brand wise, it's hard to, to rise beyond the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to manage a brand. Um, what is next for me? And so I had to really kind of go and say, what makes me tick? Like where, you know, 
um, where do I have the biggest drive uh, as an individual, as a professional? And it was more, more so in leadership. Um, I think that I think that my ability, you know, and I think this is part of the marketing mind is my, my ability to go and find solutions and very complex things kind of helped me rise, I think, because I wasn't sitting in the minutia of it all. I'd quickly be able to get to this point where I'd say, I think we've got two options here that we can weigh. It's here. You know, so I naturally started to go, okay, that seems unique to my peers at times. And also I am so driven by, uh, by leadership and, and, and strong leadership. So then you start to look beyond and go, okay, well, where does that take you? Where, where do you go from there? And, you know, you, your first time CEO position isn't with some gigantic organization. And if it is, you've probably been very high in another very large organization. You know, so for me, I was trying to figure out what is the, what is the right size next step? Um, that, you know, I can use all of the things that have kind of made me who I am um, and help, you know, another organization that is, you know, within, like I, I didn't, last thing I wanted to do is bite off something more than, more than I could chew. And I'm still figuring out if I've done that or not. But um, <laughs> when, you know, when you look at an organization that is developing programs and, so, and solutions in order to close the gender gap for women entrepreneurs, I quickly kind of uh, oh, I think that I think that the things that I've done all of my career to this point actually has positioned me wonderfully to walk in as a leader to 14 other people, so 15 in total. Um, and you know, even you know, monetarily, like it's it is not a 39 million dollar organization. It's its operating budget is much lower than that. And so I thought it felt it felt meant to be. And so. Uh, you know, but walking into competitions like that, you just never know. So, you know, uh, it was a long process. We got to, it was the, obviously they've got a board of directors that, you know, led that, that whole process. And um, just kind of, like I said, at the very beginning, you know, pinching myself that, that I now get to sit here as this, as the leader and lead and lead this organization to, to the future that, Prabha Ramaswamy, I'm not sure if you um, uh, are familiar with Prabha, but Prabha, it, you know, she, I, I'm filling incredible shoes that she has, you know, in a position that she has left WESC in this incredible place. And so again, you know, kind of that theme of coming in protecting has coming in. I'm like, okay, not messing up what she has built. This is too, inc- like she has done such work and I can see it. Every meeting I go, I'm thinking, okay, this is a meeting that I'm here because she has placed me here. Like she put West in this table at this table. And so, um, respecting that, um, learning from it and figuring out where, where growth can come from now is the future. Well, I mean, if anyone was wondering (laughs) Why we've been asking you to be a guest on Pep Talks and Prosecco. You just like delivered a masterclass for everyone right now. Uh, I just hear so many words that connect to pieces that Lisa and I have spoken about, but you've just taken them to the next level around self-awareness and Mm -hmm. connection and knowing your strengths and how you can serve with those strengths at play. And thank you 
for sharing that. I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time. It's <laughs> so funny too. Like this is, these are the times where I wish we were like, we, everything's audio podcast. When we started Miriam, we had some, we did some video as well. Yeah. And so these are the times that I wish we still did the video component because your body language and your expressions. And I'm telling you like the yeah. rock band out in the garage, I had a full <laughs> image of thanks to you. So well, wonderful. Well, Thanks. good. I'm glad I'm glad you glad you enjoyed my story. Um, <laughs> We're just getting started too. Yeah, it's just it's on it's it's a pleasure to even even share it. But like, yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, we're not, we're not stopping here. So like, if you hey, need another set of that, of I was going to say, then you keep going and I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> carry on. Cause we are in season five of our podcast here. We call it the little podcast that could, it really was an unintended outcome of a, of a dream that, that Lisa and I had and that we're living out right now. Mm-hmm. And we get asked all the time. I just don't know how you two do it all. I, I just don't know how you do it. How do you like, how, how do you and Lisa just do it all? And we find ourselves responding to this question over and over again with, well, but we don't. Mm-hmm. And it's either that people look at us and go, yeah, you're full of crap because obviously you do look at your social media, look at, you know, the professional photos you get done, you have podcasts, you have careers, you have, you have kids, you have like all of these things, you absolutely do it all. Uh, No, we freaking don't Mm -hmm. at all. Then we also really wanted to focus this, this season on, does it mean that in order for us as women to be successful, that we have to have this impression or this image that we are doing it all. Because we find ourselves in these similar conversations where even just listening to you now, Miriam, there were mm-hmm. moments where I had to like shut it down because I was thinking a little bit about how did she do all of that? And then I had to like <laughs> really give myself a fact check. And we're hoping that you can just spend a little bit of time. We're pretty confident that you've probably faced similar questions. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's from curiosity, Mm -hmm. um, perhaps judgment, because we face that as well. Why is there this notion that we do it all that we need to do it all? How do you respond to that? How do you work through that? Well, I think you're absolutely right. And, and unfortunately, it is a bit of the culture we're even living in now you know I I think back even on how how we've kind of got gotten to this point and I you know I you go back even just even a few years and you go you know women didn't know what their neighbor made for supper um women didn't know you know how perfect their house was women didn't know and now things are being shared you know every aspect of people's lives are being shared on platforms that are, you know, opening things. Some are very real, some are not. Um, some are, you know, but but eyes are, are watching. And so I think that naturally when all of a sudden, really your world, the things that you know are your, your what, how you were raised, what your best friends did, um, you know, what your family members did, like your, your worlds were in a certain place where now they have just like, there, there is no limit to what you don't know anymore. And so I think there's a natural sense of like, oh man, like 
But in that sense of everything kind of being out in the open, I think that the last few years, there's been a correction as well. Um, I think that, I think more women are now coming in and being like, there is a call for uh, realness. There is a, you know, it's almost like that. No, 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 no. Don't put the fill. Don't, don't filter the life like that, you know, or show the before and after because the after can look so great, but the before we all know the before yes. is a, is a disaster, but um, you're, you're right that I've been asked this question before. I, I, and the answer is always, you don't, you, you just, there is no way to do it all. But I do think that there is, I do think there, there is some ability to kind of compartmentalize or even kind of say, okay, I have control today. I mean, even like if I lived every single day with my to-do list, thinking I had to get everything on that to-do mm. list, including my kids and that like done, I would not be a very happy person because the truth is, is it's absolutely impossible to do it. And everything comes up in the day, the text messages of someone in need, your friend in need, the, you know, staff needs here, your child gets sick, your every single day, you know, and, and that's the, that's the real life we all get to live. And so then your to-do list has to weave in that. So you quickly go, okay, now I have to like, look at that list and say, what must I get done today? And what gets put on for tomorrow? Because the truth is, is even if it's not done today, is the world going to stop? Is someone upset having missed a deadline? You know, like, no. So mm-hmm. it just moves and you quickly go, okay, you know, here. Uh, but I don't think, I, I think it's absolutely impossible. <laughs> I don't even think someone <laughs> might. I think it's absolutely impossible to do it all. All right, everybody, if you are like us and have fallen victim to sacrificing your goals because, I don't know, you're too busy raising your family or maybe you're in a demanding career, you're struggling to find motivation or heck, it might be all of the above. We have been there. Mm-hmm. Through our successes and failures, we have discovered a formula to building habits that don't just last, but they stick as well. And that is how we've been able to reach our goals. And it's also why we created Sustainable Habits, our free seven-day habit-building course. In this email course, we share our proven formula for building habits that last. So we are gonna show up in your inbox for seven days straight and share with you strategies and tips that will get you closer to implementing small habits that are going to lead to significant results. So click on the link in the show notes or head to our website, weatherwill.com and click on courses to find sustainable habits. I'm wondering about, like I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I'm wondering then how do we have these conversations that as women um, that there isn't just one seat at the table. Mm-hmm. I'm so concerned that there's this notion that if someone is doing well and experiencing success, that others then see, well, there, there's no point in me doing it because she's already doing it. And so there's not enough room for all of us. And then we either go into, I would say, two extremes, which is, complete like 
I'm, I'm, I guess I can't do that defeat or we go into compete mm-hmm. and that can be cruel and hard as well. And so how do we get it so that we can get to a space where we can all be and understand that we have a right to be at the table together and it doesn't just have one chair. We don't have to be fighting over any <laughs> opportunity and we all have that that right to be there as well. I think even how you, you said it earlier was, um, I think it has to do with self-awareness and even feeling when those things happen. Um, you know, when you start to even kind of, cause it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, I can't control either of you. I can't tr- control any of my friends. I can only control myself. And so same would be for any listener, any, any you know, anyone, everyone else. I mean, we all have that ability to go, okay, if this is the way, you know, if I'm feeling these things, then it's, this kind of means that it's a me thing and I've got to figure this out, especially if this is not how I want to be living um, or how I want to be feeling. And so it's almost like catching yourself like in, in that correction point of saying, Oh, like, Mm. no, no, no. I just felt it like recognizing it, feeling it, but then also going, no, that's not, that's not going to give us progression. That's not, you know, I can't wish, you know, failure on anyone else. Um, you, you know, you, you take the life lesson, you learn and you, and you move on. But I think I have allowed things like that to drive me. Um, there's almost like when I get the nose or if I feel that thing, there's like, there's something in me. I don't know if it's the competitiveness. I don't know what it is, but I just kind of go, okay, that's a knock, but I'm going to, it just is also a little log on that fire that's deep within. And, and I'm, it's gonna, I got to figure out what I can learn from this and then, and then move on. But I, but I think specifically when you wish, when you don't wish well, especially I think for women, um, you know, it has been a journey for, for women to get to even where we're at today. The last thing we need is another woman to knock someone off, you know, anywhere. Um, so, you know, you have to be a support. You cannot like, can't be, (laughs) we have to all be on the same team. We are on the same team. So, and there's a whole lot more that needs to be done. And so the last thing we need is to be enemies. Yeah. Cheers to being on the same team. Yes. What I'm going to say. Absolutely. And you know, Miriam, you are, you have this gift in this new leadership role that you've taken on to um, really have the opportunity to empower and inspire women entrepreneurs uh, in this province. And I, as I've been listening to you, think I'm wondering what, what impact do you hope to have um, on women entrepreneurs in this province or what, what, what legacy are you hoping to, to leave if there is an, you know, an opportunity for you down the road to move on? What are you, what are you, what are you hoping to, how are you hoping to influence and impact? Well, other women? that's a really good question. Um, and, you know, WESC, WESC exists because there is a massive gender gap for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. The end goal was, would be that WESC does not need to be around, that, that WESC is no longer necessary. Um, you know, so, you know, the, if there can be one, you know, hope it's let's, let's make West not need to be here, but the, the work is, is here and, and needs to be done. So I think, you know, 
competition even lives within, you know, West's walls. I mean, we've got, we have competitors that are even in programs and things that, you know, you just gently, you know, you know, walk them through. But um, I think for next steps for West, um, we are doing our best to educate still. Like we are really educating. It's a heavy education process as to why WESC is here, why we need support, why we need organizations to, you know, to, to listen to either what we're trying to influence. So there's an influence side to WESC. There is, you know, impact that we've got through the programs that we deliver. Um, in addition to, you know, even the services that are provided through, you know, if you are a woman entrepreneur, you're just like, I just need a little help. I just want to know how I can go, you know, I'm, you know, especially I'm, I'm, probably talking to other, you know, driven individuals, you get to that point where you go, okay, I've got a good thing happening here, but I want, I want more, but I'm kind of at a, I've gotten into this little, I'm happy here. I don't quite know how to take it to that next, or I think that, you know, this is a product or service that could be scaled. Then there's, you know, there's opportunities for that as well, but um, closing that gap and, and, and proving to women that if you've got an idea um, if you, some of these, some of these women that I have met already are so inspirational. It is truly just either a passion that they have. Um, it's an art that they've got, um, or some hobby turned into, you know, it all of a sudden, oh my gosh, you know, one woman I was speaking with was, um, she's a photographer by trade. Then she realized she started making backdrops. Um, and she was painting these beautiful backdrops. She's older. She's empty nest now, you know, her kids are much grown and she just started, you know, she just signed and did this on the side. She was interested in it. Next thing she knows, she's the only backdrop painter in all of Canada. Um, had no idea. Um, all of a sudden photographers are reaching out everywhere to try to get these backdrops from her. Um, and she's, you know, she's just kind of like, I don't, I just was interested in it and I made a few and then so you start to go you know fueling and supporting any of that like is is part of Wesk's entire mandate so mm-hmm. in goal we don't exist um in the in-between uh continue to make a tremendous impact uh you know I think I think COVID actually helped Wesk um you know, Regina and Saskatoon were very supported. Our rural communities were harder to, you know, kind of, you know, breach and actually go in and show that support. COVID naturally, I think, helped people kind of get over a tech barrier, a connection barrier. Um, And so we have seen a big increase in that over the last few years, but increased impact, increased um, influence um, is where I would say just even short, short term is is where we've got our eyes. Ah. So good. Awesome. That's so awesome. I imagine, imagine a world where women say, I'm not a sports, uh, not a sports marketer, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had, I had one speaking opportunity once where I was like, have you ever heard that the uh, saying go big or go home? I was like, that's exactly what I did. (laughs) That's exactly what I was like. It's like, okay, we're going like, here we go. Like, so good. Ready or not. Yeah. Let them tell me now. Miriam, in our community, we often talk about habits and habit building. And uh, along with our theme this season, we've talked a lot about, um, well, balance, 
Angie and I like to use the word harmony when it comes to our wellness. How are we implementing that sense of harmony? And, you know, before we we popped on here, we had talked, you had said my groceries are put away and the chilies on the stove and the kids yeah. are taken care of, the activities are done for the day. And so we're curious, is there a habit or a couple of habits that you cannot live without that kind of contribute to your own harmony between your work life and your personal life and just taking care of yourself. Can you share with us in our community maybe what some of those habits might be? Yeah. And I like how you even worded that because I think, um, uh, because sometimes I think, oh my gosh, I am, especially with three kids all in hockey, like life feels chaotic to me on most days. Um, And so I wouldn't say, you know, and my house is not organized. If you came, I would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it's just a constant battle, you know, so I, I can't say that I've got, you know, everything figured out. I'm like, well, I just clean in the mornings. And then I, no, I know I don't. There are some mornings I do clean and there's about five mornings that I don't. And then it all piles up for me in the weekend. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of things that I would say, you know, that, I don't have figured out, but there's a few things that I, that I have, um, some things that really, I think even just make me a better person is sleep. <laughs> like, mm. I, I have, if I, I, I am rotten, if I don't have that, that's, I mean, it's a simple thing, but you know, the entire house, you know, and, and I'm, I'm also really connected to me, I guess. I, I mean, it's hard to say like, I really can kind of go, Ooh, I'm not in a good place right now. Like, Ooh, I am feeling, I, and I get into this cocoon mode. And I, so I think that the other would be, I, I really listen to, to, to just kind of what's what I'm feeling. And, and so there will be times when I'm like, you know, two, two social events in a, in a week, big, you know, big, huge thing, you know, where you're on. Um, and especially right now, I think I have felt even a huge increase on that. Like, it's like people want to meet me where I'm like, me? Dang. Um, and, but at the end of those, I'm kind of going, Oh, I'm, I'm, there's, I'm empty. I feel kind of weak. My brain isn't working very well. I, and I go, okay, it's time to go plug in and, you know, power up and, you know, I need to just kind of say no. Um, so I think the other, you know, there's there's also that ability to kind of say you know what I thought I was going to be able to do that brainstorm session this afternoon um I'm not I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to come with the ideas that I know that I need to have I need to is is this time sensitive or can we actually bump this to a point that I'm not on, on empty absolutely no problem um you know and so the answer is you know typically always yes And, you know, and then when it's not, I think that, you know, you, you do go and you find those reserves and then, but you still have to go and do it. Like you've, you've got to go and, and recharge the way that you recharge. Um, That's me more personally, like on day in, day out. Um, I think professionally, the biggest habit that I have been grateful for is that I've got an amazing uh, support system amazing mentors. I have amazing, you know, uh, individuals that just surround me that, you know, all have different, you know, strengths of themselves. And I am like, if I don't know it, I ask 
So, um, you know, I would just say, don't hesitate, like ask, like why, you know, I don't, even now, like there's sometimes I'm like, no. And guess what? Every other CEO when they started out didn't know. So it takes time. Um, and so I don't know how many times I've reached out and just been like, Hey, I'm about to do this. Have thoughts on this. And then I'll get a little response back. I'm like, yeah, this is how I would, you know, mm-hmm. like, and either, cause I'll have a thought, like, but mm-hmm. I just like, oh, I don't know. Like, so ask them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt, you are like, you are, you are, there are so many words. I want to say delightful, but it's like, so beyond that. Do you know how <laughs> freaking awesome it is to have somebody come on who has a title of CEO and you are so humble mm-hmm. and you opened up that personal side for us with that response. And mm-hmm. like, I just could feel it. It was so genuine. And you are the kind of guest that our listeners are craving for because you are real and you have passions and you are driven and you do do it. You do Mm -hmm. what's important to you. And, And then I also hear responsibility, but within that, the boundaries mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. your responsibilities and then what's urgent and where, where can I have a little bit of breathing room, but I still am responsible for completing that. And I just know that we're going to be playing clips from this on repeat, Miriam. It's just, it, it is just, it's poetic in a sense. And thank you for being so genuine with us. Um, I cannot wait. We are rounding the corner here for our <laughs> yes. time with you. And this is one of no, our- No lead up even on questions. No, no, no. Oh, no. So so just listeners, just so you know, Miriam is very much enjoying the Prosecco right now because mm-hmm. Miriam mm-hmm. did get a heads up and has also listened to a couple episodes. So knows that hot seat is coming her way. And we love ending all of our episodes with our guests with this because it really brings out the personality of our guests. And it's just such an uplifting way for, for us to end the podcast. So I'm going to be the timer. And Lisa has a list of questions for you. So if you need another sip of Prosecco, yeah, I will. I'm going now, to. <laughs> now is the time to do it. Sometimes it takes me a while to remember how to use the timer on my watch. So <laughs> you, just, you just let me know if I need to buy you more time and we can work that out. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. and I did hear you say, Miriam, that you're competitive. So I will do my best to ask the questions really fast so that we try okay. to get in on that time. Because I've been known to slow things down. Very true. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm a very open person, very open, <laughs> as you even alluded to there. So I'm like, okay, like, I'm kind of like, okay, let's see what let's happens and what flies out of my okay. mouth. <laughs> okay, okay. So I am ready. You just let me know when you two are ready to start. Let's go with the first question. What have you learned about yourself over the past two years? Two years um, that I'm actually very good under pressure, like real good. Awesome. What's your favorite movie? Oh man, these are, I'm not good at these. Can we pass? Because <laughs> sure. I don't you know. I, I don't know what my favorite movie would be. Okay. What like advice, that? how about what advice would you give your teenage self? 
oh, stop stressing. I was a disaster. I crumbled under pressure. Um, I couldn't even do like a, I was a sprinter and I like could barely do sprinting races because I was so self-conscious and just ugh, relax and just go run. And just chill. Yeah. Bucket list destination. Uh, Tofino. Mm. Even though there's many. Yes. But I want to go there right now. Mm-hmm. What brings you joy? Um, what I'm about to do, make supper with my, for my kids. Sunday supper is, is my favorite night of the week. Um, and then also, um, you know, I am very visual. So, and just being able to, I'm not a trained painter, but I like to try. That's awesome. Favorite song or like genre of music. Oh, so, you know, I like it all. So I don't, I, I truly like it all. I don't have one. Awesome. Um, negative people. What is a bad habit that you just can't shake? Oh goodness. Um, I put all of my clothes on a chair. Like (laughs) my chair gets all the clothes in the week and then I have to go and put them away every single week. And I'm like, I'm there with right there with you, Miriam. What's your favorite habit that you can't live without? Um, morning coffee. Mm. It's my grounding every day. Yeah. Who inspires you? Um, my three children. Um, they are my reasons for being. Um, mm-hmm. So absolutely. Who inspires me? I love it. Yeah. How did we do? I know we're over. Good. Well, I'm going to say this. No, like, here's the deal. You, your answers were quite rapid. It was the person, the questions that was causing the. (laughs) Once again, well, they're such good answers that I want to like marinate in them. And then I'm like, Oh, wait, I got to ask the next one. (laughs) Well, and I had like no answer for a couple, which I mean, that's not, that's not good, but yeah, I'm bad. Like favorite color. I know, but if it's like music and movies, I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just don't know. (laughs) You did great. Well, Miriam, we are just so happy that we were finally able to sit down and chat with you. Uh, Like Angie said, to say you were a delight is an understatement. You were spectacularly uh, inspirational. And we are just so excited to see uh, where you are going to take WESC. And uh, we're just thankful that you continue to focus on making our community and our province better. And and so thank you for that. And thank you for sitting down with us on Pep Talks and Prosecco. It was absolutely my pleasure. And, and thank you so much for the kind words that you even shared with me. So there was one point that I was like, absolutely blushing that I was like, where is that the Prosecco? But no, I'm pretty sure it was, um, you know, the kindness that you, you both also shared with me. So this was, this was an amazing way to spend an afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Cheers to you, Miriam. Thank you. Yes. Cheers.